0: Welcome back to another episode of The Diamond Download. Chase, look. The tree, it's up. It wasn't a bookshelf with one book. It looks great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We had some Michael Buble playing the other night. We're we're in Christmas mode, man.
1: Dude, it's nuts. When we recorded this last week, it was Halloween, and that feels like a lifetime ago.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I just realized. Last Tuesday was Halloween. Yeah, insane. Bro, well, time time really flies when you're having fun, eh, Chase?
1: Hundred percent. Let's do this, bro. I'm excited to to chat.
0: All right. So, topic number one. It's this new money making method that I uh, that I came up with on Saturday. It's called gambling, <laughs> uh, but it's called being good at gambling. So, um, my method of choice. Okay, first of all, let me just say I went to the casino. You ever been to the casino, Chase?
1: Yeah, it's been a while, but it's i for sure have.
0: Do you remember winning any money? Uh, I think I won
1: a little bit, and then I left. I'm pretty responsible. I think I won like fifty bucks, and I bailed.
0: I think I would consider it irresponsible to to leave when you're when you're winning. <laughs> I would say that the more responsible thing to do is just to keep doubling down until you are up twenty three hundred dollars, like I was. Is that what you did? Yeah. So I put in. I I pulled out a thousand. I left with twenty three hundred. It's the first time this ever happened to me in casino history. But here's the here's the trick. I brought a witch with me, so. There are people that are like super, you know, like they're actually able to like do magic and stuff like that. And so, um, this witch that I'm talking about, um, every time she pressed a button, we'd make money. Every time I pressed a button, we would lose. Um, And we made most of our money with roulette. So, you ever played roulette, Chase?
1: I have. I normally play poker or uh, blackjack, but I have.
0: See, like those, those are rigged against you. Yeah, yeah. the random, the better, because all it does is require luck. Like if it's a skill based game. Sorry. Like You're going to, you're going to lose and, unless you've been and le- like, listen, if I played poker for like 45 years and then went to the casino and I just like took everyone's, I I could do that. But like, we're young. We don't have time. We got to make money now. So the way to do it is to harness the, the the randomness of the universe and direct it into a game that I like to play called roulette. Um, and the way we did it was we we started with like, I think it was like, what was it? 400 bucks. Yeah. 400 bucks. And, um, and, dude, we we ran it all the way up to, like, I think it was 2400 And then the rest of the money we just lost doing other stupid shit. But, like, listen, I'm not encouraging anyone to go and gamble. But if you do, you got to play roulette. You got to go at least 100 bucks a hand on, like, a color and then odd or even and then lows or highs. And I think that's the best way to do it. Don't play video roulette. You got to do it with, like, a live wheel so you know you're not getting scammed. But uh, pretty interesting. So, I mean, yeah, long story short, I went to the casino this weekend. It was super fun, was scary. Cause like a lot of the people at the casino are like old people, like old, old, like in their eighties, which I find kind of weird. I mean, and on one hand, it's kind of cool. Cause it's like, if you're 80 and you know, you got like a year left to live and you got like 2 million in the bank, like by all means blow it at the casino. Like, what are you going to do with it? Nothing. You know what I mean? You pay off your house? Maybe like take it to the casino and see if you can make it 10 million, like way better. Know, I mean, I'd I'd rather do that, but also it's kind of weird seeing people who like don't look like they have two million in the bank that are just like down bad, staying on the same slot machine for like hours at a time. It's a strange place. I wouldn't recommend it for like children.
1: Dude, that's hilarious. All right, well, next time you go, I'm curious to see how you score.
0: You should come with me. Okay, sounds good. California.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Local casino. I don't know where it would be. I know a couple probably within an hour, hour and a half.
0: Okay, not bad. I didn't, I didn't think California lets you gamble. I feel like that's one of the things that they would restrict.
1: Yeah. no, Um, There's a couple casinos for sure. So next time you're out here, we'll we'll do it.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Next one, bringing it back to earth here. LinkedIn biz update. Um, this is selfishly for me because I kind of want to know what you guys are up to. Um, are you still hiring? Are you still scaling? What's going on?
1: Yeah. Uh, dude, last week was incredible. I think I was telling you a little bit on Tuesday that we were like doing well. We were on a high. We're going to roll out some Twitter stuff. Dude, last week was the best week by far. I think we had like maybe 18 to 20 people sign up last week just for LinkedIn. And there was like another half a dozen to a dozen people that signed up for Twitter. And all I did was like one tweet and like kind of softly mentioned the Twitter thing was coming on the pod. So last week was a great week. So 18 to 20 people on LinkedIn, another 6 to 12 on Twitter. And everyone's paying, you know, 500 bucks. So... It was it was really good. And everyone stays and retains for a really long time. So it's just like continually adding to the MRR. It's been great. We're hiring a sixth person here soon. A lot of people signed up. I feel really good.
0: What? You guys are going nuts, bro. Yeah. So do you have any... Uh, does, are you, does Jamie have any ideas on what to do with all this new money?
1: <laughs> no. No, she doesn't know. Uh, we are doing a backyard product, yeah. but no, she doesn't know. But dude, the... Uh, I think it puts like a tweet about this, but essentially what I've been doing is anytime someone in the program does well, they'll send us a text typically, or if we notice it, we'll send them a text and then we'll just screenshot that text. If someone was like, Hey, I had my all-time record. I had, I don't know, 850,000 impressions last week. And he's like, my previous best was 700,000. So I'm up X percent. That was a screenshot. That's a tweet saying in our first week with this guy named Chris, you know, he's hitting records, right? And, oh, this guy just signed 3 clients and now he says he'll stick with us for the entire year or more because it's paid for a year, 2 years, 3 years of our service. So I, every time I get that, I post it organically and then I just throw it into an ongoing ad. I'm up to like 27 or 30 ads at this point and I'm spending like $30, $40 a day in total across like 30 ads. So every ad's getting like, I don't know, 50 cents to $2 of spend on it and it's driving tons of DMs. So that's... Really, but what's working is organic posting on Twitter, boosting it with spend, targeting my own followers. Every single day, hopefully someone is seeing something from me about it. And then the other part of it is about 50% of the people are referring us clients. And we don't really have like a referral bonus or incentive. So it's been great.
0: That's awesome that people are getting different ads over and over again. Because like a lot of people that run Twitter ads will run the same creative forever. Yes. Ever. And it's like, dude, like like let's refresh this, but like if you, if you have like 30 different testimonials that you're just throwing out there, like it seems like there's just something new all the time. Yes. Um, Which is really cool. Um, But yeah, dude, that's awesome. Do you have people that are like fans of the business? Like I was thinking about this where it's like, we do these little LinkedIn biz updates. I wonder if people like look forward to like the updates about it. Like I do. Cause like, I'm kind of like a fan of the model. Have you had anybody reach out and be like, um, Be like, yo, Chase, like the the service you're offering is cool or whatever. I don't need it, but it's cool. But like, I wanted to say like the business is is fucking sick. Like, do you ever get that?
1: Yes, but it's targeted. Like I've had a few people do it. Like the way that the Twitter launched was a couple people that pay for LinkedIn are like, dude, this business is awesome. As soon as you launch this business, we were like, you know, we were stoked about it. We were jazzed about it. Like, should we do the same thing for Twitter? And then someone else hit me up the other day. That's a customer. is like, dude, I'm in both your LinkedIn and your Twitter things now. You want to be business partners and do this on Instagram. So people have hit me up, but it's more like tailored around. I love what you're doing as a fan, but also a customer. Can we expand to X, Y, Z and platform, uh, and let's partner off? So some people have, but it's more like that.
0: Yo, man, um, this is an off-the-cuff question. This is not obviously on the list, but like, do you have any businesses like that where like you probably wouldn't use the product, but you're a fan of the business?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. A like, fan of, like, the model, right? Like, if, I think, like, if something's really genius.
0: Or or the brand, like, uh, yeah, if you just think they're cool, but, like, I don't know, you probably wouldn't use it, but you just think everything they do is great? Yeah, I mean, I, I think,
1: like, I guess not specifically a brand that doesn't come to mind. Like, I can't think of a brand necessarily. But there's, like, some models I've been interested in. Like, I think it's really cool, like, what like, Sahel Bloom and kind of, you know, Nick uh, Hubert are doing, like, they built this massive social following, right? And now they're like rolling out businesses. Uh, Sahil, uh, I don't know him personally, but he looks like he's partnered with this one guy. And this one guy is just building tons of productized services around Sahil and Sam Par and Cody Sanchez and some of these other people's brand equity. So I just love that model of like pairing uh influencer or creator with someone that wants to do operations and like marrying the two. So I guess, you know, not that that's anything new or special, but I think it's really cool how it's being done. Like, you know, Sahel will put out a tweet or Sampar will put out a tweet or the big guy on uh, YouTube, Al- Ali. I want to know his name, Ali Ab- Abdal, or he's like the productivity guy, um, butchering I his name.
0: I, I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. Um,
1: right? Like these guys put out one post or one video, and that's like seven, eight figures sometimes of ARR. So I, I think that's really interesting. What about you? Do you have any thoughts?
0: Um, I mean, the first one I thought of was Taylor Swift. Like, not a fan of the music, but I love the way that, like, I think Taylor Swift is one of the greatest, like, marketers, entrepreneurs, business people of all time. She's a billionaire now. Did you know that?
1: Insane. Yeah. Recent, my wife's a big fan. She so told me about that. I don't billionaire. know what happened. It's insane.
0: Billionaire. Like, I think she got there before Drake, which is crazy. And so, she's like, 33.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I think she's 33. She oh, did it.
0: Not, not a Taylor Swift music fan, but like, big fan of the way that she like has built her brand, like, bro. Every like one out of every two women in America is like a Swifty.
1: Oh, and dude, and it and it transcends like demographics and in ages. Like my daughter Shay is three years old and loves Taylor Swift. Like whenever I'm in the car with her, she goes, Hey, throw on that t-shirt song from Taylor Swift. And I like throw on the song. Um, you know, my wife went to the concert, you know, spent thousands of dollars on a ticket to go to the concert. Then Taylor Swift dropped uh, a movie. It was like a one-day sale of like these movie tickets. My wife bought four tickets, one for Her and then three for her friends. I think those are like $20 tickets. I think Taylor Swift did like $26 million on movie tickets in like 24 hours. And then I think went on to do more. She opened up more tickets. My wife and her friend at the concert, after the concert ended, they waited in line for a good 45 minutes to an hour to buy merch. And the merch was really expensive. By the time they got up there, they only had like double or triple XLs left. And my wife and her friends still bought them. And dude, they bought like this basic jacket for like 80 bucks. It was like this. It probably cost two dollars to make. They bought it for like eighty bucks, and they waited forty five minutes. You know, her new album came out recently. Like, all this stuff—it's just crazy. She elevated her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, Grateful. I'm, Kelsey. I'm
0: dude, a fan of him too, man. He's a handsome kid, dude. He's—he's
1: he's in all the commercials. He's all the attention. So, just her notoriety and her association is massive.
0: I didn't realize Jamie was like a Swifty like that.
1: Yeah, I—I I, I knew she was a big fan, and then all—all all of a sudden. All these things started coming out. So you talk about, I don't spend a lot of money. Like all my money goes towards Taylor Swift for my wife.
0: Oh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you were part of the problem, but um, yeah, no, I was just, I was thinking that because like, I, I I've been fascinated by like the model since I've seen like what she did with Eras Tour. Yes. and bro, like everything she touches just makes billions of dollars. Like it's insane. And so it seems like a sweetheart, like she's been around since like 2006 or something like that. That was when she was dropping music. Like I remember there's a the first song, one of the first songs I ever learned on guitar was a song called Teardrops on My Guitar by Taylor Swift. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, fan of the model, products, blah, whatever. Oh, let's not forget that she drops the same album back to back. Be- like, bro, like songs that she recorded 10 years ago, she just re-records them and drops it again in the charts. Like, she's literally all like the top yeah. 10 on Billboard, she's like eight of them right now. Yeah, it was that whole thing that
1: happened, like, my, my wife explained, like, the whole thing that happened with Scooter Braun, right, like, he sold or her bought her old stuff, and she was just like, F it, I'm just gonna re-record, so now everything's called, like, Taylor's version, it's the exact same song, it's just re-sung, and, like, my wife is too, like, whenever we're playing music in the car, she wants to make sure it's Taylor's version, not the old version, it's like, what, it's the same thing, my wife's like, no, we gotta support Taylor, not Scooter Braun, it's just like, it's crazy how diehard these people are.
0: Yeah, no, that is a little crazy because like Taylor Swift <laughs> has more money than you guys. So, like, it's kind of whatever. You know what I mean? I kind of like the old versions. I haven't listened to the new versions, but regardless. Yeah. Um Okay. Last one. Let's end it off. This is inspired by listen, I'm not going to name any names, but like, I know a lot of pretty intelligent entrepreneurs or seemingly intelligent entrepreneurs that have agencies and just can't break past like the 100 to 150 a month mark. Yeah. As far as I know, you guys flew by that in like your second year or third, maybe whatever. But like, I just, I'm thinking about like all these people, I like, I know there's challenges. I know that there are people that like, I don't know, maybe they want to prioritize something else, but like you guys have have kept up your product. You've, you've kept up, your revenue has been continuously growing. And it seems like your margins are like pretty standard. You know what I mean? For an agency. What would you what would you tell an entrepreneur who's struggling to get past let's just say one hundred and fifty right because I feel like that's like a really sticky point for a lot of agency owners like what would you tell people if they're struggling scaling past that?
1: Yeah, I think it's normally like three things, right? It's like acquisition, retention, and process. It's kind of like the simplest way I think about it, right? I think a lot of people that can't scale have probably all of the above problems, right? Acquisition, they're just not acquiring clients. Quickly or effectively or at scale, right? They're, they they cannot fill their pipeline up. I think that's one. Number two, I think they can't retain clients, right? Like, you know, they need to, if they can't acquire clients, go into huge retention mode. Like, if you can save a client and draw them out to a two, three, four, five year deal, obviously, right? They're not going to sign that up front. But if you can keep them for that long, maybe you don't have to be as good at acquisition, but you're really good at retention. You slowly, and surely kind of add to it, right? And I think the last one is like process. A lot of people are just flying by the seat of their pants. They're very much in the business for better, or for worse, often for worse in that stage. They are the business, right? And if they take a day off, which they probably can't, and they, they do certain things, like things just crumble. So I think like acquisition, right? Like what are the... What's the channel or what are the channels? Um, for us in the early days, like a lot of people, it was cold email, it was DMs, it was those types of things. And now everything is just uh, outbound to inbound. And what I mean is like we create content and that drives clients. Um, so it's like just scaling and building the personal brand today because it takes a long time. It took a couple of years for us to get to the point where everything came inbound. And now it's just like, dude, I can post on LinkedIn. If I can post on Twitter. If I can send more newsletters, just a little bit more each week. It compounds it. it probably gets us another three, five... Seven clients a month. If we just do a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. retention, right? Like we've gone through the ebbs and flows of services and prices and times and teams and whatnot. But the, the better you are retaining clients, the more referrals you get, the less chasing you have to do, the less onboarding you have to do, the better. And then process. I think that's where the biggest things break down. People don't know who's doing what. You know, they don't have things that are templatized or systematized. So those are like the quick kind of fire ones for me.
0: What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, like you guys have been really good at at creating content and like just sort of like being the go to. Like, I mean, I don't know anybody else who has like more of a grip on like email in the space than you do. Um, Yeah, I, I'm trying to think like, I mean, humbly, like you, you must know that you are kind of like the email king, especially with your format. I was actually like I was texting Ben. I was like, <laughs> Chase is like funny now. Like because you've always been funny. Like I know you as like a funny guy, but like you like. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the the likes and the comments. The one
0: trillion likes and the one billion comments. And it's like it's like your humor, which makes it like so like endearing. And um and I yeah, I think like I don't think there's anybody else who's really doing it like you guys. In terms of retention, like I remember like you guys. Do you guys have any like legacy clients that are sticking around from like 2018,
1: 2019 still? Um, we just lost one of them. Like original grain we signed in 2018, 2019. They left a couple months ago to bring it in-house. But we had them, I don't know, let's call it four-ish years. I think hydrant is still with us. That's four-ish, five-ish years. So we probably have maybe about a half a dozen clients that have been with us four or five years so far. And a lot of a lot of clients, dozens of clients that are at year two, two and a half, three, that if you give us another six or twelve or months, you know I think we'll still be with us. So a lot of clients are legacy, and obviously, right? Like there's a lot of new clients that just signed on today, yesterday, last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And would you recommend like maybe investing a lot, like basically more money than you're comfortable spending, like in product? Like I think that's another thing that yeah. most people ask. Like they get they, they're scared to get big because they know their product's gonna slip. Would you say to people like maybe, um, like spend money on like a really good operator over hire so that you like you can kind of grow like that?
1: Yeah, 100%. And dude, you saw the stuff that we had on Notion, I thought that stuff was good. We just did like a huge overhaul recently. We moved it to click up maybe about three to six months ago, and that got completed probably about a month or two ago. And the new process we have is just like insane. Like, I, I thought like Notion was like really good and it was like over my head how good it was. Like, ClickUp is just like next level. Some of the stuff that the teams implemented, I can't take any credit. I have no clue how they did it. I still don't even know how it works. Thankfully, I don't have to use it, but like, it's really cool. Like, they're showing me things and I just kind of randomly peek into channels and see some of the looms of it. It's sick.
0: That's dope, man. Not sponsored, by the way.
1: No, not sponsored. Not sponsored. I don't care. If anyone uses it, but, but invest in some. Project management system, Notion, ClickUp, Asana, Charlie. I don't really care, but invest in that. Someone has to own it. Someone has to manage it. Someone has to update it. Like it needs to be fluid. It needs to be evolving, uh, iterate feedback. So 100% over, over invest in systems, process, and, and people. And it's like a lifetime of difference because the times that we've done that, we've been great. The times that we haven't done it, it's like it's twice the cost because it's the cost of having to change and then the cost of having the time it takes to change and the clients maybe churn. So yeah, do it once. Right. Versus we've done a lot of times wrong and then had to adjust and fix, which is hard.
0: Nice. This is great, man. This is great. I hope everyone scales to 155 K a month now. It's really <laughs> tough. That one extra client, dude, just squeeze that one more retainer out. Good yeah. stuff. Um, anything else, dude? No, this is great. I love the Christmas tree. I love it too. Thank you. Hey, wait, you have, my, you have my hand? Wait, hold on, Chase, one more thing. <laughs> we'll sign properly here. <laughs> you should have worn Thanks it all the time. Thanks for everyone for tuning into the Diamond Download. This has been Cardinal Mason and Chase Diamond. Find us on social media. You guys know where to go. We'll see you next week.
1: Cheers, brother.